Today is July 19th, 2021. Um, join us every Monday. We do this every Monday, 8 p.m. Eastern. Uh, let's see what do we got. Tomorrow is Tuesday. We have our first piece of our uh, Communist Manifesto Revolutionary Left Book Club series starting tomorrow. Uh, Wednesday, we might have a historical piece coming out if we get it recorded in time. And Thursday, we will have part 10 of our Black Panther Party stream. Indeed. Anyway, <laughs> my name's Rob, and uh, that's Trisha, and we will Hi. be your hosts tonight. Welcome all. All right, give me just one second. I shared it on Facebook. I just got to get it on the website still. Okay. Um, right on. If you if you want to kick it off though, uh, you're more than welcome to do that while I get this done. Right on. Uh, want to dive right into the stuff or yeah, I can go over? Yeah, go ahead. Okay. Give me just a second to open my phone back up here. So I'm sure by this point, everybody's aware of the situation going on in Cuba. There's a couple of pieces here that we wanted to show you guys. Um, on the summer text, uh, addressing when they started and what do they intend. Uh, the orchestrated cyber attacks against Cuban websites were carried out using IP addresses registered with telecommunications service providers in the United States, the United Kingdom, France, Turkey, Germany, and the Netherlands. Uh, the director of the Office of Security for Computer Networks offered statements um, along with the media campaign in the first secretary Miguel Diaz Bermudez announced that, quote, we are under the sophisticated fire of the cyber war, end quote. It's like July 12th, and to date, the current security is intensified. And I don't know why, but this just translated the entire article back to Spanish. <laughs> So my apologies. I don't know why I did that. I'm gonna have to find it. It's not even giving me the option to put it back in English. Um, oh my goodness! I can do it if you need. Really? Uh, I might need you to. Yeah, Chrome is 
Huh, I just lost her. She'll be back. Um, so basically, as she was just saying, Miguel Diaz Canal uh, basically stated that they are under a sophisticated fire of the cyber war. And from what I'm able to ascertain about it, I guess, is that that's fairly accurate. Um, you know, like, I mean, we flipped out about a thousand dollars and or sorry, $100,000 in Facebook advertising in the 2016 election, but we didn't have a hashtag that, uh, you know, saying save America that came out of Russia. But the mm -hmm. IP addresses for, well, first of all, Twitter has not been enforcing their bot rules uh, pertaining to hashtag SOS Cuba and um, 90 something percent of the tweets that um, that uh, you know use that hashtag were from basically brand new accounts in the United States. Um, and the, the Cubans didn't even point that out actually. I read that from uh, I want to say it was a Guardian article. But anyway, sorry, you're, yeah, you're back now. Yeah, kind of like a here's your sign. Well, it is just here's the first thing in row numbers. You're cutting out really bad again. Happy pasta. So I motherfucker. Well, I heard that. <laughs> <laughs> But of course, of course, the motherfucker comes through. And that's probably about it, too, huh? Right. Son of a bitch. Um, anyway, I, so... I don't know what's up with my signal, bro. It's okay. I'm just going to kind of run through anyway. There was a, a bunch of DDoS attacks that targeted Cuban media, including the website that this is coming from, which is Grandma. But... Anyway, the point is, though, that uh, there was two whole days where I wasn't able to get on any of the um, Cuban press websites. So I tend to believe that this is true. Um, anyway, so... Uh, Basically, they're figuring out how to mitigate the vulnerabilities um, by upping their cybersecurity game. Which, I mean, you know, Cuba's only been online for a very short time in comparison to us. So, I mean, they're learning the hard way that cybersecurity needs to be taken seriously, is ultimately what that means. Right. We learned that lesson back in the early 2000s. Cuba didn't have internet in the early 2000s. Right. They do now, and they're they're finding out 
that like that is something people use as a tool to fucking attack you. Yeah. And it's insane because like the shit these people are calling for, they're like they're saying listen to the Cuban people, but what they actually mean is listen to the handful of Cuban people in Miami who left after the revolution because their families weren't being allowed to exploit labor anymore, whether it be on plantations or various businesses, etc. They weren't being allowed to exploit anymore. So it's like, oh, you poor baby, you lost your plantation. I feel so bad for you. Um, but they're not actually saying listen to the Cuban people in Cuba who don't need bombs bombs are not going to help them solve hunger you know their crops took a hit they need to be able to import food they don't need bombs they need food so no we don't need to listen to the miami cubans who are just full of fucking salt we need to listen to the people actually in cuba who are saying drop the embargo so we can import some food Sharing this to a few more uh, groups. Right on. Um, Good shit. Emily and Robert both said hi. And uh, I don't know if he's Hello. still here, but it says that Rhino is watching. So. Hey, what's gotta, up, Rhino? Got to give a shout out to him. Uh, for those of you right. that are. I enjoyed are the not, new memes. I know, right? Oh, man. So for those of you who are not in the anti-fascist group, I recommend that you go check it out. There is always good information and good conversation mm -hmm. in there. And there's also great shit posting. So if any of those things interest you, yeah. that's probably the group for you. It's uh, over <laughs> 6,000 members in five months, and it just keeps growing. So if you want to be a part of that growth, by all means, you're welcome. <laughs> right <laughs> um, also I wanted to plug our Facebook page our uh, education and discussion group our mutual aid organizing group both of those groups you can find from our page because they're linked to the page uh, Twitter at for we are many too Instagram TikTok YouTube are all for we are many podcast um, our website is for wearemany.org. Um, it was out of date for a while, but damn it, we've, we've been trying to be on it with the uh, website the last couple of weeks. And while well, really the, uh, the amount of views have shown that that's working compared to what it was when we weren't updating it regularly because we didn't know how. <laughs> <laughs> Right. Learning. Learning curve. Still right. riding it. <laughs> like a fucking roller coaster. Hang I on still tight. haven't figured out how to uh, change our homepage. So if you go to our website and you don't see anything new on the homepage, that doesn't mean there isn't anything new. Go to the featured tab to see uh, anything new. But that being said, if anybody listening has any expertise in WordPress, um, and it's various editions, um, then, you know, hit me up so I can learn how to update the homepage. Indeed, that would help. 
Um, if you I need to learn WordPress so bad. I mean, I can help with most of it. I just can't help with the things I don't know how to do. <laughs> uh, right. But anyway, if you uh, like what we're doing and you want to support us, you can contribute, uh, you know, memes. You can contribute long form articles, short articles, editorial pieces. Um, you can join us as a talking head on these podcasts. <laughs> I like how you put that. <laughs> and, uh, oh, fuck. If you aren't able to do any of those things, but you still want to help support us materially, we do have a Patreon. That's patreon.com slash for we are many. Um, any little bit helps pay the bills. <laughs> right. Anyway, they accumulate quickly. <laughs> um, so also in Cuban news, uh, Monday, which was what, two days after the protests? Uh, Monday, the Cuban Customs um, implemented a uh, an exemption for food hygiene and medicine products from payment of custom duties or any sort of you know like uh, restrictions on how much food, medicine, or hygiene products you can bring in. Um, right on. Like in Good addition shit. to that, though, President Diaz Canal um you know pointed out the like he realized this was an issue by talking to the people in the neighborhoods where the protests happened which we talked about last monday me and uh, jason did so i guess what i'm trying to say here is that he listened to the people he went and talked to and then two days later they had a proposal on the table and passed to help ease the suffering of their people. And they admitted responsibility in that. That does not mean, however, that we don't need to get rid of the embargo. That's a much bigger issue than their customs controls were. Right, they're doing what they can on their end to loosen that because they listen to the people. And I would just like to reiterate what you just said of two days, two days for action to be taken. Whereas here, we have shit tabled in Congress for fucking months or years, no progress being made, no fucking work being done on shit. They don't give a flying fuck what we have to say. Therein lies the difference between bullshit politics here and the party of the proletariat there. Because there, the whole point of their party is that all the people have a say in what happens, you know? It's they they take what they need to do directly from the people. They don't go, but wait, this corporation paid us to be like fuck you and cater to them instead. They don't play so, that shit. I, I do wanna uh so the Cuban government issued a statement on what constitutes medicines, cleanliness, or food. Um So I, I guess I'll start with medicine. Um, but in the case of medicines, a group of medical supplies are included that are not considered as medicines, but that are necessary for people and have been requested that they be allowed to import them. For example, diagnostic devices for analysis, biosensors, disposable sanitary masks, masks for administering op oxygen, scalpel blades, 
handles, gloves, syringes, and disposable adult knuckles. I'm not sure what adult knuckles are. Disposable adult knuckles. No clue. That could be a bad translation. Google Translate. Could be. <laughs> anyway, passengers were recommended as of the entry into force of the resolution to bear in mind the regulations established by the Cuban Ministry of Public Health regarding medicines, specifically those whose importation is prohibited by international regulations and specific to our country by constituting drugs or others with similar effects. In this sense, they can go to the internet websites of these organizations or through the system of attention to the population in each, uh, in each of them, sorry. So cleaning products, uh, they didn't even try, they, they gave a list in resolution 206, which was the resolution that was passed on Monday. Uh, there was a list of cleaning products to which these measures will be applied. Others will not be there because it is not possible to list them given the great variety that exists. But everything that has to do with personal and household hygiene will enter without quantity limits and without payment of tariffs. Um, so th this, this first line kind of gets me because it says non-alcoholic beverages will be considered food, also beer, and therefore are included. So beer, beer is food. Beer is a non-alcoholic beverage, apparently. <laughs> uh, rum and other alcoholic beverages are not considered food and cannot be entered with the benefit of this flexibility. <coughs> um, again, it, it, it urges you to go to the internet websites of these organizations. Um, and there's only one comment on it, on it, which is to say that these should never should have had a tax. But that's exactly what Diaz Canal said, is that there were mistakes made, and this was a complete oversight by the party, and it has been brought to their attention, and that's why it got fixed. See how quickly and easily they listen, like, oh, shit, you don't want us to tax these items? Okay, we won't. My bad. Right. Which, I mean, to be fair, I can yeah, understand why government should work. frustration. Because, I mean, they should have known better than taxing food and medicine. Really, they should have. Right. And I'll admit that. They should have. But they're doing something about it. Right. Immediately. Not, we'll table this for months and fucking dick around and play politics games about it. Like, oh, you, that's what you want? Okay, let's do that. My bad. <laughs> that's how government should be, of actually fucking being held accountable to the people. People talk shit about me. You mean what you have to say? You're noticing being bought out? By a fucking lobbyist, that you, what you say doesn't matter anymore because lobbyists pay some money for your word to not matter, for theirs to matter more. They don't play that shit. Right. Much better government, and, even, you know. 
And I mean, I, I also just want to point out that, and this isn't out of like voting members of the Communist Party, this is out of the population. Uh, February 2019, when they voted on their new constitution, it was approved by over 86% of the population. When's the last time that you or I voted on the fucking constitution? When's the last time, like, let's be real about it. When's the last time that we voted on anything of consequence? I mean, there can be um, some, uh, some exceptions, you know, statewide ballot referendums, legalization of marijuana, that type of thing. But when have we ever voted on anything as consequential as a constitutional reform? We haven't that doesn't get put to us that gets put to our representatives who are like that that term applies loosely because they're not representing us i i would much rather it get put to a vote amongst the entire population for anything than have our legislators fucking you know be voting for us basically because they're not voting on behalf of everybody. They're only voting on behalf of their own perspective. And that's very narrow and skewed. And it doesn't matter who it is that's going to apply. Because you can only, you know, see things really from your own perspective. Unless you have a lot of empathy. Most politics don't. Or most politicians don't. Um, but it's, it's beyond fucking ridiculous that, you know, people act like the voting system we have in place is actually effective and suffices when the most we have anything say any kind of say over is local shit you know like oh okay i can vote on a tax millage of whether i want to support this program or not but i don't have a fucking say and whether bills that affect everybody across the board are passed no that's that's no good. There should be popular vote issue on anything that's being proposed for legislation. And, and here's my thing. If there is a revolution in my lifetime, I'm going to be very adamant that we can vote from these fucking things. I mean, everybody, right. pretty much everybody's got a cell phone. And if you can't afford one, you can get one. Like, from the government. Right. Which, there's hoops to jump through to do that. But the point is, is if you're low income, you can get a free cell phone from the government. You should. Um, mm -hmm. we, so and it should be as easy as maybe like having a barcode type deal or one of the scan codes on the back of your license to be able to be like, Bing, yes, verify, this is me. You can see my face on camera. This is me. This is my vote. Right. Like, the fact that that hasn't even been brought up yet, we sink billions of dollars into these tabulating machines to tabulate paper ballots, but, like, I mean, let's be right. realistic about it. If we were running a Linux... We could spend system, so much less money on, on running an app. Exactly. Exactly. Uh, Calvin said, what's up? Uh, Robert said Hola. a few things in the comments, actually. Uh, Ken, I, I don't know that I have seen him before. We have a new name in the comments. That's cool. Awesome. What's up? Welcome. Um, 
So Robert said, we never do. It's all talk, no walk. We have no voice without capital. Exactly. And that's the exactly. problem. Like, let's not pretend like we actually have freedom here. When a voice only matters if it's backed by capital, you don't really have a voice. Um, so the next thing that... Actually, I'll save this for last for Cuba. The only... The pro-revolution rallies... Um, so... Well, actually, that's not going to be last either. But I, I want to talk about what, how we're handling this first, right? Because, you know, like... Hold on. Um, there we go. So Homeland Security has warned South Florida voters to stop taking or to stop planning to take part in a flotilla to Cuba. So, you know, like, while I ultimately agree with that decision, I can't say I got there the same way. <laughs> I mean, they're doing it because they don't <laughs> want these Cuban Americans to bring back more Cubans and create a refugee crisis, right? But like, right. I'm glad that it's not happening because the day after the protests, all these people were loading up their boats with food, ammo, and guns, like publicly, trying to go, you know, pick a fight in Cuba. So I'm glad for that reason that the Department of Homeland Security was like, hey, if you try to go to Cuba, we're going to arrest you. Right, and that, that's the thing. It, it should have been more of like, no, you don't need to go starting shit. <laughs> Quit trying to start shit because you're mad that you've lost your plantation, for example. Yeah. I will be right back, though. Dinner just got done cooking, so I'm going to grab my plate. I'll be right back. Right on. Well, I guess I could leave that on so I can at least hear what's going on. I'll just mute my mic. Okay. So an organizer of the boaters said the planned trip is to go to international waters near the island, but not cross into Cuban waters. 12 miles is not nearly island. You really think that people in Havana are gonna like clearly see that you, you're there to support them from 12 miles away? Like, have you ever stood on a coastline before? I, I, I don't get it. Um, but they're gonna set sail from South Florida if 100 boaters show up. So, um, I just want to reiterate what Trisha already said earlier. If we're going to talk about, you know, listening to the Cuban people, then how about we listen to the Cuban people? Not the Cuban bourgeoisie that ran away from the revolution 60 years ago and had a bunch of kids in Miami and told them a bunch of lies about the revolution. Anyway, um... I, I guess this is a good place to interject this. So, like, I kind of wanted to compare Cuba to a more accepted Western social democracy. So think of, like, Norway, right? Or Sweden or Denmark or basically any Scandinavian country. Not that much is different. Um, the, the difference is that under a Marxist-Leninist system, they have a way to defend the revolution from the interests of capital, whereas social democracy is always fighting off the interests of capital. 
But I, I mean, like, their system is just as democratic if our, as ours. And I would go farther and say that it's radically more democratic than ours. But the point is, is that it's more accurately compared to a Scandinavian social democracy with a couple of policy exceptions. So why do we paint it like it's this evil hell-bent regime that's starving the people and shooting them down in the streets? Why? Where did this narrative even come from? Um, anyway, so the next thing that I wanted to discuss is the rally that happened yesterday at uh, La Paragua, Paragua, sorry, I butchered that, I know I did. Um, so like that's, it's right next to the Havana boardwalk. And um, there was a social distanced mask mass gathering of supporters of the revolution in Cuba. Um, I haven't seen an official number, but just based on the photos, you can tell it's thousands at the minimum. Um, so I'm just going to read a couple of uh, uh, excerpts from a speech that um, President Diaz-Canal gave. And he was addressing Army General Raul Castro, leader of the revolution, people of Cuba, Cuban men and women, compatriots. Long live Cuba Libre. The crowd shouted back, long live. Um, Free from foreign interference and free from the hatred that has been stirred up by those who have been holding the neck of the nation for 60 years to blow it up and now want to present themselves as our saviors. Cease lies, infamy, and hatred. Cuba is deeply allergic to hatred, and it will never be a land of hatred. Nothing good is built from hatred. Hatred robs us of time to love and even love itself. If we let it in as a reaction to the hatred that adversely affects us. We have experienced in these days of overflowing hatred on social networks, not so social networks, which have been the permanent company of parents and children in the long months of the pandemic, to the point that many spend more time connected to that network than connected to the family. That family, with, which with unity can be vulnerable, invulnerable in the face of everything that threatens it. Um, it is a hatred that fractures family, friends, society, and threatens to take many of our values to the corner of the useless. The bombardment of images loaded with violence, blood, protests, screams, vandalism, threats, harassment, and repression has, needs, has seen no pauses in the last six days. In the previous weeks, an intense political communication operation was developed by a large media intoxication platform. Um, I, I've never heard it put that way, but I get it. Financed by the United States government and by the Florida political machinery. Its objective was to encourage unrest and instability in the country, taking advantage of the difficult conditions caused by the pandemic, the intensified blockade, and the 243 sanction uh, measures of the Trump administration. 
First, the protests were called. Then a false account of the events was constructed to generate emotional reactions of solidarity with the protesters. And then the vandalism actions that occurred hours before our improvised appearance on television when we returned from San Antonio de los Banos were unleashed. The path of infamy is clear. A posteriori, all the facts that have been presented in a disorderly manner as if they were the fruit of our legitimate call to the revolutionaries to defend the revolution. And what he's talking about here, by the way, is that there was no, as we said last Monday, there was no call to violence. He called the revolutions out to defend the streets, the revolutionaries rather, out to defend the revolution in the streets. But nowhere was an order to combat given. Nowhere. <clears throat> the story is intended to be told backwards. No matter what he said, the calls for unity, peace, and solidarity among all do not count. The malicious interpretation is that a civil war was called. I guess I could have just read that instead of saying what I said. Um, we can dismantle the so-called news, break down the lies, show how the entire false reality of Cuba was fabricated in virtual settings, but they have already called immeasurable damage to the national soul, which has among its most sacred values, citizen tranquility, coexistence, solidarity, and unity. We are under a sophisticated fire of a cyber war that includes cyber terrorism and media terrorism in its aggressive tools. The Cuban foreign minister's complaints last Tuesday have not been answered. There has not been an attempt to respond by the authorities of the Republican government of Florida regarding the funds allocated to these projects with which they intend to attack the country and at the same time disarm it from its possible means of defense. So I'm not gonna read um, the entire speech, but I think that this is um, an important part too, I'm trying to find it, hold on. At the height of the lie, false images are used, which has already been well documented by journalists, contempt and destruction of property, the compulsion to assault and threatening harassment of citizens and families are encouraged and glorified. Right now, what the world is seeing from Cuba is a lie to an entire people raised up against the government and to a government that represses its people. It is not strange that under this media bombardment, some doubt and pronounce themselves assuming a separation that does not exist. I do not judge, I do not condemn. I understand that the weapons of the adversary are overwhelming, but alongside the people, with the people, and for the people, the revolution continues. Um, so there was, there was a lot of applause and, you know, exclamations of, long live, long live the revolution, long live Diaz-Canal, long live the people, down with the Yankees, down with the blockade. Um, so I'm sure that most of us watching, if not all, don't have, or don't speak Spanish, but I do have a video here. Uh, keep in mind this is Cuban State Media.
y escuelas iluminadas y de esta tierra que cruje. Del Consejo de Ministros de la Unión. I mean, okay, so I'm not seeing anything that's showing like, you know, the view from the stage, but you can clearly see that there's a lot of people there. And before we see these uh, pictures on CNN, if that hasn't happened already, um, you know, the 27th of July movement was the Cuban revolution. Okay. Don't ever let anybody tell you that somebody carrying these flags is against the revolution. As Angela Davis said, only a fool tells us, or only a fool allows somebody to tell us who our enemies are. All right. I think that about wraps it up for Cuba. Do you have anything to say, Tricia? <clears throat> No, I, I think you, you wrap that up pretty clearly and concisely. There was a few things I almost unmuted to pipe in and say, and then they came out of your mouth. So <laughs> on point, <laughs> especially concerning the revolutionary flag, because there's been so much disinformation surrounding that of our media oh, yeah. trying to pretend like they were people protesting their government. And it's like, no, they're, <laughs> they're supporting their government. See the flag? And I've noticed that since they started getting called out on social media about that that some uh some american media have kind of like you know actually made sure that their pictures were of what they were supposed to be before publishing it which is why news on cuba yeah. really slowed down mm -hmm. um yeah because they weren't allowed to keep faking some shit and pretending like the pictures of these millions of pro-revolutionaries were the crowd they were talking about of being the protesters. Yeah, exactly. This is the second time in less than two weeks that we've seen hundreds of thousands of people out in the streets of Cuba defending the revolution. And the first right. time around, the, the two main offenders that I saw were Fox News and CNN. So don't think mm -hmm. the CNN's any better than Fox News. Just don't. And if you think it is, you should probably just, you know, maybe open your eyes a little bit. <clears throat> but anyway, the talking points were the exact same between the two. Um, it's because regardless of whether they want to be, you know, Republican or Democratic leaning, um, they're still both on the right wing. They're still both pro-capitalism, and that's what it comes down to is ratings and money. So. Robert said, I wish I did speak Spanish. Me too. Um, right. He also said, right, hard to say they're anti-revolutionary when holding flags and mar marching and shouting for revolution. Yeah, I mean, I don't speak much Spanish, okay? But this last week of watching Cuba, I certainly know what Viva La Revolución means. Or Viva Fidel or Viva Cuba. I mean, it Viva means long live, by the way, if you didn't know that. Anyway, um, <laughs> like Antifa, like Antifa storming the White House. It was the Capitol. It was the Capitol. But yeah, exactly. 
Um, Castro was in front with the protest. Yes, Raul Castro, his 90-year-old ass, has been out in the streets twice with the pro-revolution demonstrations twice in the last week. So, I mean, you know, like to try to say that he lives on some elevated pedestal. I've also seen people trying to say that Raul is still in charge and it's just like, okay, he's a general in the military and he's still a member of the Politburo, but he's not in a major position of power at this point. <laughs> James said, howdy, nice background. I am, uh, I'm glad you made it. James, I haven't, uh, I guess that's not true. You, you made it one of the times last week and you missed one of the times. Calvin, it has been a while though. Uh, he all, Calvin said, stay the fuck out. I assume that we're still talking about Cuba and I can't say it any more concisely than that. If you're not, you know, Cuban, then you should probably not just parrot media talking points about Cuba. And that being said, if you are Cuban and you're not in Cuba, I still have a hard time. Well, I guess I can't say that. If you're if you're Cuban in Miami, I'm gonna have a harder time taking you seriously just because the people that fled in the early days of the revolution to Miami were almost entirely bourgeoisie. They felt oppressed because they weren't able to oppress other people. And I think that's an important distinction to make. Um, but I think that's about all I got on Cuba. Um, just more of the same US propaganda. But I mean, there are other outlets out there. Um, and I, I mean, I am skeptical of state controlled media generally. But uh, <clears throat> that being said, um, I mean, okay, so like if all of our media is going to be parroting the same things and one of the few options is to get it from Cuban state media, I'm still going to believe them before I believe fucking CNN. And I mean, as, as far as the Cuban American politicians go, they keep opening their mouth about Cuba, like Ted Cruz and Marco Rubio looking at you. If you really think that what needs to happen is US intervention, then how about the two of you? Nobody else, just the two of you strap up with some ARs and go fucking take care of it then. Oh, that's not realistic. Cool. I don't know. Right. It's it's a matter of like quit pretending like dumping bombs on people is gonna help them with hunger. <laughs> right. right. What kind of Cuban thinks the best way to help Cubans is to bomb Cubans? Assholes who are still salty about the fact that their family ain't still plantation owners and shit. That's it. I will be right back. You're good. Um, I guess next I'll go into US news. 
Uh, this is going to be a pretty short section, but uh, I wanted to talk a little bit about the billionaire space race. Yeah, super exciting, right? Billionaires race into space. So, for those of you that don't know, I would imagine everybody listening does at this point. Richard Branson went to, well, technically he didn't go to space. He went to the very highest level of our atmosphere, uh, but he did not pass the Kármán line. So Jeff Bezos is going to, and Elon Musk is, you know, Elon Musking and like, oh, I'm gonna do it so much better than you. But like, <laughs> I wanna point out that these, these three men are spending billions of dollars to go to space for three minutes, eight minutes, 10 minutes, whatever. Billions of dollars. And um, I don't wanna go too much into the specifics of the billionaire space race itself. I just want to read a couple excerpts from the great Gil Scott Heron song. Whitey on the moon. A rat done bit my sis sister Nell with Whitey on the moon. Her face and arms began to swell and Whitey's on the moon. I can't pay no doctor bill, but Whitey's on the moon. 10 years from now, I'll be paying still while Whitey's on the moon. The man just upped my rent last night while Whitey's on the moon. No hot water, no toilets, no lights, but Whitey's on the moon. I wonder why he's up in me, because Whitey's on the moon? I was already paying him 50 a week with Whitey on the moon. Taxes taking my whole damn check, junkies making me a nervous wreck, the price of food is going up, and, is, and as if all that shit wasn't enough, a rat done bit my sister Nell with Whitey on the moon. Was all that money I made last year for Whitey on the moon? How come there ain't no money here? Hmm, Whitey's on the moon. You know, I just about had my fill of Whitey on the moon. I think I'll send these doctors bill, uh, these doctor bills, airmail special to Whitey on the moon. And I mean, I can't sum up that situation any better than that. You and I and everybody that we know are struggling to pay our bills, we're struggling to pay rent, we're struggling to feed ourselves, and billionaires are racing to the fucking race into space like, why couldn't they have had a race to end homelessness? Why couldn't they have had a race to end world hunger? Why couldn't they have had a race to, you know, internationally deploy this COVID vaccine? The answer is because they don't give a fuck about you or me or Trisha or fucking anybody that you know it's a to quote george carlin it's a big fucking club and you're not in it they're narcissistic and sociopathic they give a shit about profit margins not people Robert said, love George Carlin. Me too, man. 
<laughs> Calvin said, quit pretending like you give a shit. They can stay there. Right, like, why are they wasting all this money only to go up there for a few fucking minutes at a time? Um, right. Just launch them out there and leave them. Dude, there's there's a, a petition, a change.org petition that has like 150,000 signatures to deny Jeff Bezos re-entry into the atmosphere. And I think that would be epic. Oh God, I want to sign that. <laughs> oh, how many signatures will it take? That's I mean, I don't think any amount of signatures is really going to make it happen. Uh, the other U.S. story I have is the <laughs> first know. felony charge was levied in the January 6th uh, insurrection. Attempted coup? Badly attempted yeah. coup? The shoe-sniffing the, coup. What did, what did Dean call it? The Ku Klux Klan. Like, coup with the C. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, anyway, so the first felony charge led to an eight-month sentence. Uh, Are you serious? Yeah. Um, the man was Paul What's Hodgkins. The charge? He was seen in videos entering the Senate chamber and taking selfies. Um, he's from Florida, so I mean, you know, that explains it so he's going to serve eight months in prison and then 24 months of supervised release or parole <coughs> felony probation i guess technically not parole i don't know why i said parole but whatever anyway um he appeared prepared for conflict as he joined the pro-trump mob and breaching the capitol and what the judge described as a grave threat to democracy itself um, referring to the pictures of Hodgkins holding a Trump 2020 flag in the well of the Senate, Moss said it showed that he was staking a claim on the floor of the U.S. Senate, not with an American flag, but a flag of a single individual over a nation. January 6th means it will be harder for our country and diplomats to convince other nations to pursue democracy. <laughs> oh my God. So it may be the attack on the Capitol was never going to succeed in preventing certification uh, of the election, but it did succeed in delaying the democratic process. Not really. I mean, they wasted millions of dollars recounting ballots that no matter how many times you recount them doesn't mean that they're gonna fucking suddenly be for Trump. Uh, here in Arizona, actually, I'm gonna do a little bit of an update about the state that I currently live in. Um, so as I'm sure most of you already know, there was a private company doing a third, I believe, audit, uh, of the election results in Maricopa County, uh, which is the county that Phoenix is in, also the county that I live in. And, uh, so the, the dude that's running this third party audit uh, which, by the way, he's the head of a company that has zero experience auditing elections. So that's something. Um, 
But anyway, he's claiming that there are 74,000 ballots, mail-in ballots, that there's no record of them being mailed. And I worked for two days at uh, a polling location here in Maricopa County. We had in-person early voting. Some of those stations were open for a whole week before election day. Ours was only open the day before and the day of. But probably about half of the ballots that came through our um, precinct were mail-in ballots that were dropped off because people didn't necessarily trust sending them in. If you don't remember, the COVID pandemic had seriously slowed down the mail um, around that time. So, you know, people took advantage of the early voting. 74,000 roughly people took advantage of the in-person early voting. And now somebody with zero experience in auditing elections is trying to throw those 74,000 votes away. That's bullshit, and I wonder if they're going to try to pull that with the stuff they've been, you know, alluding to in the same manner in Michigan with. Because um, there's so many of us who did that. Like, I, I'm one of those people who had a mail-in ballot and chose to just drive the two fucking blocks up to the city hall and put it in the drop box that was there for the mail-in ballots. So there's no you know, stamps on there from going through the post office because it didn't. I took it there in person. That doesn't make it invalid. That guy's a fucking idiot if he thinks that that's a logical argument of, oh, you dropped it off yourself? It's not valid now. Get out of here, guy. Right. Right. Well, anybody could have dropped those out. So fucking what? That was kind of the idea. One person from the household could drop off the ballots for the household, you dumb fucks. The entire idea was to limit contact with other human beings, you know, like we were all supposed to be doing. Right, yet still make it easy and possible for everyone to have their vote counted. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Um, that's all I got for the update on that. Um... Is there any other U.S. news that you want to go over? Uh, oh, there we go. Now I'm unmuted. Um, not that I can think of right offhand. Give me just a second to look through the stuff we were talking about earlier. I don't know how I missed this comment, but James said they want an Amazon flag on the moon before Apple gets there. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> oh <Dude>. fuck bro <laughs> he's right though i mean actually right, it's, right. It, it's I, not I an apple flag lies. that he's worried about it's a it's a spacex flag that he's worried about but same thing right like come on man mother <laughs> oh like we're taking out a patent we're gonna mark part of the moon as our territory. So, there was a thing that I shared uh, in our group as well as some other groups uh, today. This does pertain to U.S. news. Um, 
And I've been asked for multiple times for a source for this information, but first of all, it was published by Glenn Greenwald, who is the guy that brought us the Snowden leaks, right? He's been warning us about this shit for a decade. Okay, so like, as if that source isn't good enough, uh, good enough to begin with, it's also been reported on by Fox News, Newsweek, Yahoo News, and CNN. Um, so I, I, I'm not gonna go much into detail on this because I'll get pissed and go down a rabbit hole, but the Biden administration is telling Facebook which posts it regards as problematic so Facebook can remove them. We're not talking about a flag on it that says this is disinformation because that's, first of all, that's the what most people seem to think that he's talking about and that's not what he's talking about. That is independent fact checkers, which are also corporate, but whatever. This is the government telling Facebook what to censor. Um, this is the union of corporate and state power, which is one of the classic hallmarks of fascism that the people who spent five years babbling about removing the fascists support. I'm looking at you, Vote Blue, no matter who. Right? Right? We had to vote out the fascists, but we voted another one in. Right. And Doesn't really do story, any good. The initial story came from the White House press corps. And I'm being asked for source information. It came from the fucking horse's mouth. Wow. So much well, hair to unpack. I mean, it wasn't Biden himself. It was Jen Psaki or whatever the fuck her name is. But, but still, still, that's his mouth. Yeah, she's the head of the press corps. Mm-hmm. She um, speaks on behalf of Biden at all. And she implied that what was problematic was disinformation. But I'm willing to bet that it's going to have a hard ide uh, ideological twist to it, just like his fucking domestic terrorism plan did. Right. Uh, basically saying, we're going to consider you a terrorist if you have these views that are left of hunting the homeless for sport. Sorry if that was unclear. I, I, was, I was using my, my South Park voice. Virginia. Fair enough. To, to, anyway, to I totally asked you point if there across. was anything else in U.S. news you wanted to cover, and then I had a notification about somebody asking me for source material on that post, so that's why I went down that rabbit hole. Right, right. Like, the, the post is coming straight from whitehouse.gov. Well, that there post, you the, one, the one that I posted came from Glenn Greenwald, uh, formerly of The Guardian, uh, founding editor of The Intercept, like literally the guy that brought us to Snowden Leagues, the guy that's been warning uh, against, you know, repression in this manner for a decade. Everything that him and right. Snowden warned about 10 years ago is coming true and people still act like it's uh -huh. a conspiracy theory. Right, and it's like they literally just issued a statement saying, we feel like we're the thought police now, and if you express any opinions that are socialist or communist, then we're going we're gonna to deem you a terrorist. Like, okay, I've already 
made it on some of those lists just from Occupy and so if you, whatever, what's another one? Um, but it's ridiculous that it's like they think they can actually accuse you of a crime for thinking differently, for viewing things differently and going, I don't like how this is run. That's my fucking right. That's your fucking right. It's everyone out there who's listening to this. That's your fucking right to question everything. Nay, it's your fucking responsibility. That that involves holding them fucking accountable because they've forgotten that they're our fucking employees. They think that they're an authority when they're really employees and they need put in their fucking place or yet uh, actually maybe deleting their jobs entirely. We don't need a fucking very expensive bullshit-ass representative government, and I use that term loosely, because they don't represent us. We would be much better off with a one-person, one-vote system across the board on any legislation proposed, if do you want this or not. Well, I, I mean, some... you know, like, organizing our government all the way down to the neighborhood level, like, say, communist Cuba. Right. Where still, everybody gets a say. Everybody. Not, not this bullshit of, well, you elected this person, so you just have to deal with them for the next few years, oh, even though oh. they're not representing you. Oh, oh, just what? To, just to tag <laughs> on with Cuba, right? So the latest tally from uh, Human Rights Advocates is that there was approximately 400 arrests over the last week pertaining to those protests. And I would like to com uh, compare that, as I did last Monday, the first week of the protests for Black Lives Matter after George Floyd was murdered last May, seven days after that, there was like 631, I think it was, arrests in right. just Minneapolis, in just one city. Right. Right. What's the population of Minneapolis? Hold on, I have Google. I bet it's less than Cuba. Right. Oh, yeah. 420,000. There's 11 million people in Cuba, and there was less people arrested. I just wanted to, you know, point that out. Point that one out. Yeah. Yeah. People like to act like, oh, my God, it's a police state because... Some people got arrested. It's like, that don't even compare to ours. Don't, you know, you point that finger. You got three more pointing back at yourself. Look at what the fuck we're doing here. That's a higher, much higher, exponentially fucking higher arrest rate per capita for Minneapolis. Just saying. It sure is. I will be right back. Okay. Okay. Anyways, we're we're gonna pause for the cause for a moment. Just a minute. Got people popping their head out here, opening the door, trying to ask them stuff.
for when Rob gets back. Uh, this next piece that we are wanting to see your attention is that is over the Pacific Northwest over the weekend, shattering record buzzing roads to Bonnet, Portland, is expected to linger days as temperatures reach the 90s. Uh, the National Weather Institute accepts heat warnings for much of Washington State and Oregon on Tuesday, some of which were to remain. I know what the fuck happened there, but uh, there. And, um, the temperatures will remain hot into next week, but with cool ocean air provided a measure of relief, um, at least overnight, you know, temperatures falling into the 60s, and probably from 116. Into the climate stuff concerning the heat bill here. Um, gotcha. 
I would imagine that Robert's got some things to say about that. He's in the Pacific Northwest. Um, so I'll yeah. What's up, right, Robert? Uh, What's your take on this? Yeah. So, like, how far into it did you get? Because, I mean, like... Um, not far. Just going over, like, you know, the, the temps on Tuesday were dropping down um, by 50 degrees overnight, but it soared right back up. You know, it's like there was just that one night of a little bit of relief. Um, you know, it, and it says here, you know, while tying a single heat wave to climate change requires extensive attribution analysis, heat waves around the world are growing more frequent, longer lasting, and more dangerous. We're seeing that consistently. Yeah. Um, 2018 National Climate Assessment, a major scientific report issued by 13 federal agencies, notes that the number of hot days is increasing. The frequency of heat waves in the U.S. jumped from an average of two per year in the 1960s to six per year by the 2010s. Uh, the heat waves have stretched to be 45 days longer than it was in the 1960s. I mean, this is... This is insane for people to not be able to look at those numbers and go, okay, there's a drastic fucking change happening here. You know, it's not just one heat wave. It's that they're coming so much more frequently and having so much longer duration. Um, the seven warmest years in history of accurate worldwide record keeping have been the last seven years. Um, 19 of the 20th warm years have occurred since 2000. <laughs> Uh, June 2019 was the hottest June ever recorded, and June 2020 essentially tied it. Last year, tied with 2016 as the hottest year on record, according to another of those studies. Um, the record-shattering extreme heat we're experiencing is just the latest example of a climate, climate crisis and how it's impacting human health now, said Dr. Jeff Duchin, the health officer for Seattle and King County, Washington. Um, it's... It's ridiculous. This is ridiculous. And this is all being fed by the shit that we're doing. We need to fix this. Yeah. We're driving temperature extremes in both directions. That's why, you know, it's not called global warming anymore. It's called climate change because it's shifting in both directions. We're seeing far more extreme winters and far more extreme summers. This is just insane here that this you know heat dome has just sat there hovering over the northwest for so long um and that's not the only it's a high crazy, pressure uh that's not the only crazy weather we've had either um but i, right. I mean a lot all of it basically has to do with climate change um, and, mm -hmm. and I think that we're seeing, I mean, I mean, obviously the Pacific Northwest doesn't have the infrastructure to deal with the heat like that. And uh, speaking of infrastructure that can't deal with the current situation, um, have, have you heard about the flooding in Germany? Uh-uh. Oh. What's up? Uh, well, the death toll well, I, is... I hadn't near 200 and there's still a bunch of people missing um i i'm gonna have a video to play here in a second but the first thing i'm gonna screen share is a map that just kind of roughly shows 
the affected area is whoa why is that there yeah i'm sharing the right screen but yeah so as you see this is i'll zoom out a little bit so you can get a little more context into where exactly this is um but you notice that it's not a problem in luxembourg it's not a problem in belgium or the netherlands because those countries took appropriate actions to beef up their infrastructure germany didn't they knew roughly 10 years ago that severe flooding was going to be a real like a real risk and uh well it is um that's are there any pictures sir oh you got video yep just a second here i'm gonna start this over too And it's still muted. Wait a minute. I know why it's muted. The worst in more than half a century already claiming hundreds of lives across hard hit Germany and Belgium. There's so many people dead. <sighs> Days of torrential rain turned into a surge oh, of rushing water, crushing roadways, wiping out bridges, and destroying homes. Everything is broken. In Germany, entire neighborhoods ravaged by rising waters. You can see the devastation town after town, and you really get a sense of just how powerful that water was. Cars upended. Take a look over here. Train tracks completely ripped from the ground. And just behind me here, that was a walkway completely washed away by the raging river. German Chancellor Angela Merkel surveying the damage for herself on Sunday. Promising residents federal aid to help rebuild. He was uh, all the night uh, calling, help, help, I can't swim. At this assisted care facility, 12 people were killed. It was so high, the water. Now, as the water recedes, a grim search is underway for hundreds that could still be missing. Police scouring riverbanks and train tracks. Residents trying to salvage what they can as they start to dig through the debris. Mike Arns lives in this building. He was lying in bed when he heard cars being thrown around by the raging waters, crashing into the wall of his home. A nightmare, he says, that still feels unreal. Now the Germans are working quickly here to try and clean up, to try and get back to some sense of a normal life. Uh, but it could take months, even years, to try and rebuild this region. So I just wanted to point out that um, like the level of damage is on par, if not more than the damage in, you know, like Sanford and Edenville where the dam's busted. Right. I was thinking the same thing. I mean, we saw boats in a garage in the trees. That was a whole fucking house. Yeah. Being carried away by water. Like, holy shit, bro. Um, I mean, like, it completely uprooted their infrastructure. Right? 
It rains so hard buildings. Everything's collapse. ripped apart and laid bare. Like, how do you rebuild entire fucking cities? Like, even digging their way out of the rubble is going to take so fucking long. I mean, that, that, that's a lot there was no, um, of rubble to have no to haul no out. No um, power. And, um, yeah, there was also no phone connection, so we tried to get, reach them all night, and it was very hard. Like, I mean, saying that the river swelled its banks doesn't do that justice. Like, the river was no. so full that another river formed. Fucking insane. I mean, I... That's right up there with, like, aftermath of a, like, Category 5 hurricane. Like, it, it's crazy. Wow. So, I mean, as you see, though, all of Europe was pretty hard hit, but, uh, a lot of the, like, the communities themselves in Germany did nothing to prepare for it. And it shows. Right. And then, that's sad, because when it comes to other facets of their infrastructure, they're ahead of us. Like, the, the sheer amount I mean, of solar in use they have there and things like that. You'd <laughs> think they would have been proactive about this, too. I mean, you would think, but you also have to remember that they, uh... I thought that froze for a second. Um, so, like, ultimately, though, like, they still produce dirty power, too. They just sell it to other countries. And, you know, then they're like, oh, see, we're net zero. So, I mean, like, I do think that they get maybe too much credit for their clean energy uh, you know, because they're not really 100% clean. Fair. But that being said, even in this, uh, in terms of infrastructure, they are ahead of us. And that's what's happening there. <laughs> right. I mean, there's only so many perpetual floods in areas like uh, I-96... 94 where they meet I-75 in Detroit there's only so many floods those can be able to handle before those fucking crumble too well yeah like and when I you mean, get like that shit filling those, an entire uh, freeway bridges, exactly and half of those bridges and overpasses haven't passed an inspection in a decade right I, fucking I mean, scary like who wants to drive over that uh, Not me. Anyway, um, what was the next thing? Oh yeah, Scandinavian countries 
our stopping oil exploration um, as part of their climate change approach. Greenland is one of them. I should have wrote down what countries it was. Denmark is one of them. The UK declined to rule out new oil expira- uh, exploration in May. But Green- Greenland and Denmark, though, I'm hoping are uh, going to set the, the stage for that. Um, I, I mean, especially Greenland. I know that they call it Greenland, right? Because it was a, a thing to try to get more people to move there. But, like, a significant <laughs> portion of the country is, like, permafrost, right? And, yeah. I mean, Greenland it's, is where the, the green- global seed bank was buried in a glacier. Right. Greenland and Iceland should have traded names because Iceland is mostly green and Greenland is mostly ice. Possible. I Apparently... My shit's blooping in and out again, because... I I mean, I I got you, though. Iceland and Greenland (laughs) should have switched names. Yeah. Yeah. But, uh... Anywho. So, global sea levels have risen about nine... ...inches over the last 25 years. The increase is due to the melting of glaciers and ice sheets and thermal expansion of seawater as it's getting warmer. And that's um, actually a good thing to tie in the heat dome because, I mean, I guess we didn't really go that in-depth into that, but warmer oceans are what's causing those heat domes. Yeah. Yep. Absolutely. It's being fed by it. And in turn, you know, like it, it's like a snake eating its own tail that feeds more of the storms too, you know, like right. uh, this heat dome that's hovering over the whole fucking basically west side of the fucking country has been pushing all of the moisture coming in from tropical storms that were off of Mexico's west coast, pushing it straight northeast. In our direction, where we went from having droughts so dry we were getting forest fires on that were uncontrollable and shit, to now uh, shit flooding out and washing roads out. Um, yay. All in less than a month. Um, but, uh, yeah, it, it was insane the, the sheer amount of flood rains that we got here because of everything being pushed off to the side by that bubble of heat hovering there. It was forcing all the moisture to go in a straight path like this from southwest to northeast of just flooding every fucking thing the fuck out. There was no normal dispersal when it was being pushed by that fucking high-pressure system. Yeah. Um, and and then I also want to point out, I don't do this climate change section to, you know, like, basically doom scroll you guys, right? But the the point is, is that something has got to change right fucking now. 
right do we want a planet to live on because right. it won't matter what we're able to accomplish politically if we don't still have a fucking planet to live on right and what that what that means is we need to stop exploiting mother earth or uh you know gaia or right. great grandmother or whatever your culture calls her we need to stop killing her yeah we are acting as a virus causing infection immune responses are going to happen to cut down our numbers it's well, just and plain I mean, it's funny you use the virus as a metaphor because you know climate change the increased heat and the increased humidity is going to thaw pathogens in the permafrost um, and these diseases are going to evolve faster because yeah. they're going to be in warm climates, warm, muggy climates that diseases like that like. So, I'm and when we're talking like, ancient you know, fucking bacteria and viruses, shit that we have never been fucking exposed to, those are going to have very high lethality fucking rates. Yeah, I mean, it, it, we, we don't know that mankind it's not has been to exposed to some of them, you know? Like, I don't know, it's, right. bigger, it's bigger than a person's immune system. It's a, it's a matter of evolution. So right. I guess what I'm... And we lost Rob. Shit. Here, it's been my internet acting up for the most part today. Now his wants to as well. I don't know if we're still streaming or not. Uh, hold up a minute. I'm going to try to message him and see what happened. My apologies, people. The interwebs have been all day today. Until he's back, I don't know if anything is actually recording. Okay, nope, he just hit me back. It's not recording. So give him just a moment to rejoin us here and get the recording going again, and we'll continue the discussion. My apologies. There you are. You're still on mute, though. <laughs> well, that was... There we go. Right? Fucking internet. Yeah. Okay, let me know when you have the recording going again. <laughs> <coughs> All right, there we go. 
So, uh, if Trisha hasn't already told you, the internet has not been kind to us today. I did love interwebs been fucking with us. It's uh, been kind of ridiculous today how much blooping out of the ether we've done, but hey, we're still here. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, for sure. I still want to know what the hell that was all about. Like, I mean, it was acting like it was froze, I, but like my nothing else was froze, just Zoom. Right. Um, as far as on my end, I could still see everything else moving except your face. You know, um, even that second video that you had played of the flooding didn't pop up. It froze on a still frame from the previous one. So I don't know, but hopefully it'll. Uh, <laughs> Ron said you guys have really been having trouble tonight. Amazing. The conspiracy theorists would have a field day with explanations for that. No doubt. <laughs> right like are you no, trying to silence us motherfuckers <laughs> no, I, I mean I, I do think that Facebook does that but I don't think this is that I think this is just shitty connection because we wouldn't be allowed to really easy for him to make it look like that I know uh, yeah <laughs> but man It'd be interesting right. if we had someone here who could, like, analyze the shit on the computer, like, what's really fucking happening here. But we don't. So, with no evidence to go on, we, we have no ability to form a perspective on that one of whether it's just shitty internet or are we being fucked with. So, um, I guess we're going to go into international news now. Um, okay, smoke it. Because, I mean, we haven't really done that in a while, besides, you know, the Cuba piece last year. Last year? Last year. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Yeah, if you were halfway through Last week. Last week, last year, right. what's the difference? Anyway, no. Colombian President uh, Ivan Duke, I don't know if that's right, uh, has announced reforms to the nation's police forces that are meant to improve accountability yeah. and decrease human rights For abuses following second. weeks of protests in which officers were accused of killing at least two dozen demonstrators. Um, and I want to point out that this, you know, hasn't been all over nonstop in American media, even though this has been going on for weeks. Right. They're, they're not putting any emphasis on it because they don't care. There's already a capitalistic system put in place there. Um, but there, is a, for, there is a strong socialist uh, movement happening there is ultimately yeah. what they're cracking But down. they don't they don't want to give attention to that though. Right. They'd rather pretend that's not happening. <laughs> James said, is the internet part of the infrastructure people have been talking about? <laughs> yes. Yes. I think that internet should be publicly owned, publicly controlled, and publicly operated not for uh not for profit entity it should be viewed as a public service yeah. agreed anyway um so uh speaking in a courtyard flanked by police officers 
The president said the government will create a human rights directorate that will report to the nation's police chief and will be led by a retired colonel. The new department will gather complaints from citizens and produce two reports each year on human rights issues. In addition, officers and junior officers will be obliged to take a new course on human rights and the police will toughen sanctions against those who commit abuses. The nation's mobile riot squad, which was implicated in many of the violent actions against protesters during May's demonstrations, will also have to undergo a new course on human rights. I think that maybe that human rights course should be for every police department on the planet. Right. Agreed. To, to not do so is just irresponsible. Huh? Um, let's see. India. We haven't uh, checked in in India in over a month. You changed the Xbox. So I would ask Risa. I wonder what's going on there with their protests. Um, well, a key mo uh, a key rival to Modi, um, Rahul Gandhi, uh, is among potential Indian targets of an NSO client. was twice selected as a potential surveillance target and leaked uh, phone number data, making him one of dozens of Indian politicians, journalists, activists, and government critics whose numbered were, uh, numbers were identified as possible targets for the Israeli company's government clients. So basically, Israel is selling the Modi government um, spying technology which I'm certain is being used here as well. There's no way it's not. Um, but th this has actually been a thing that came to my attention fairly recently, as in over the last couple of days, but apparently this has been going on for a while. India is just one of the, the latest to catch on. Um, so targeted surveillance of the type you describe, whether in regard to me, other leaders, or of the opposition, or indeed any law-abiding citizen, is illegal and deplorable. If your information is correct, the scale and nature of surveillance you describe goes beyond an attack on the privacy of individuals. It is, a t it is an attack on the democratic foundations of our country and must be thoroughly investigated and those responsible be identified and punished. Um, I got some super Orwellian fucking shit that I wasn't expecting to be the update. Yeah. Okay. Holy shit. Like, really, like, first let's just back up a little bit. They don't have funding to make sure their farmers get paid adequately for food. But they got money to invest in a big brother-ass motherfucking surveillance system. 
I wouldn't be surprised if Israel funded it, which really means that we funded it because we fund Israel. Right. Right. There's that. Um, Get the fuck out of here. And what are they so doing with all that information? In protest, well, that's the real question, right? I mean, I would assume keeping tabs on anybody who they feel the need to keep tabs on. Um, speaking of, Delhi police officials are meeting a delegation of farmers on Sunday ahead of their scheduled protest outside parliament. The farmers are planning to protest in front of the parliament every day during the monsoon season, that is from July 22nd onwards, to demand the scrapping of the three controversial farm laws, as well as a legal guarantee of minimum support price. Uh, the police officials are likely to ex uh, suggest alternative protest venues in the national capital to the farmers. However, nothing concrete is known yet. Um, but the, uh, the umbrella, it's being organized by an umbrella body of more than 40 farmer unions. <laughs> and it plans to have about 200 farmers outside the parliament every day for the entirety of the monsoon season. That's what's up. Um, for nearly a year now, I forgot it's been that long. It hasn't been quite that long. It's what, probably about eight months. God, I forget when I first uh, was made aware of what was going on over there, but. Yeah, I mean, I'll have to look. Somewhere that in that vicinity. Yeah. I guess to be fair, we didn't really find out about it until the general strike happened, but. That's the point, though, is this is a largely socialist, communist, organized thing. And that's why the American media isn't talking about it. Um, almost every piece of, of information on India that we've gotten from the beginning was not from, you know, BBC or CNN or Fox News or you know, insert other American media companies here. The Guardian sometimes, uh, that's how we found out about the general strike initially, but they didn't do like recurring coverage of it. They were just like, oh, hey, there was a, this is probably the largest fucking protest that's ever taken place on earth. And then we had to start going right. to sources like- Let's India run one Today piece on it. Or Al Jazeera, um, you know, where there's actually fucking reporting happening. Right. And I, I well, because they're paying attention to the situation and keeping tabs on it, what develops from it. You know, they're not just shooting one fucking piece out for some ratings real quick and then having fucking ADHD about it and moving on to 5,000 other things and whatnot. You know, these are things that you have to actually keep an eye on. This is shit that changes the face of entire fucking countries and continents. So, uh, the other thing I wanted to talk about was China's plan for post-U.S. Afghanistan. 
And it's, uh, it's a part of the bigger Belt and Road Initiative, which is basically a rebuilding and modernization of the Silk Road. Um, right. So part of what the BRI hopes to accomplish is high-speed rail. And uh, we already know that China has done that very effectively in their own country. Um, they are now investing in other nations and, and before somebody says that it's just another form of imperial imperialism um i, I just want to point out that it's really not they are they are not you know giving imf or world bank style loans uh with super high interest rates that they can never pay back that's not how they're doing it all in fact they're not getting paid back in cash they're getting paid back in resources they're directly exchanging resources um, for infrastructure. They're making a barter there, an actual trade, not debt. There's a difference. Right. Um, and the people living in all of these areas, they they want to have that high-speed rail there. That's going to help so much with travel, with trade. Uh, you know, shipping large amounts of certain goods. It's totally needed. That's something we need here. They would be much safer transportation of a lot of things. You're kind of cutting out again. Of course I am. The internet fucking hates me today. But anyway, they're, uh, they're building... They're calling this an extension of the $62 billion China-Pakistan Economic Corridor, which has been so far the flagship project of the Belt Road Initiative, um, which involves the construction of highways, railways, and energy pipelines between Pakistan and China um, to Afghanistan, and now hopefully through Afghanistan. Um, this Daily Beast article doesn't have anything about it, but I read a different article uh, recently that was talking about how China's ultimate plan is to have high-speed rail be the main source of shipping. And through the Middle East, they want to build high-speed rail into Africa, which they've already started building in Africa. Um, but they, they want high-speed rail through Africa through the Middle East to Europe, connecting basically, you know, the African half of the world completely um, by high-speed rail, which I think is just an incredible That's undertaking. And while I think all of us probably have some critiques of the the Chinese system you know say what you will about the markets or whatever but i think this just further proves that where capitalism bombs socialism builds um right we'll see how it works out in the long term but the taliban is basically in agreement with the afghani government which i don't think has ever fucking happened before right they both want it but you know we're talking uh, high-speed rail, we're talking road infrastructure, we're talking 
uh, airports. I mean, this is this could be a huge thing for Afghanistan. And I mean, think about how well that's going to be received by the people just because they've been in war for the last 20 years. Their country is decimated. It's an opportunity to rebuild. Um, yeah, so, I mean, China has been trying to get Kabul to do it for at least the last five years. Marissa's falling asleep at the table. You want to just put in a cupboard? But uh, the U.S.-backed government was hesitant to join because they were dependent on Washington. But, you know, then Joe Biden said, hey, we're going to draw out by September 11th. And then it was like, hey, I know it's the 3rd of July and we said we were going to be here till September, but yeah, we're packing up right now. Peace out. I, <laughs> I mean, come on. Like after 20 years of the terror that they've lived in for that to be how it ended. I'm glad that we pulled our troops out of there. Don't misunderstand that. But I do feel like it was done very chaotic uh not necessarily well organized but that being said i'm glad we're out of there um hopefully Same. china has you know better luck building than we did bombing right that's the thing we didn't belong there in the first place plain and simple it's a good thing we're out. Yeah. Now they um, can actually work with some people who would rather build. Right. And I mean, don't get me wrong, I'm sure if China does something that the Taliban don't like, then, you know, it's going to be the same situation all over again. But Cuba does not seem interested in exporting revolution. I don't think that China is interested in really the internal affairs of any other country, so long as it doesn't affect them. I, I mean, right. you know, like they're. Not, I think China is smart enough to not just fucking try to invade Afghanistan. The Russians did it. We did it. Fucking stop it. They're trying a different approach, and I commend that. Right. Collaboration gets people a lot fucking further. Um, so the Curiosity Rover, I know this isn't really international news. Should I call this like space, space news? news. <laughs> <laughs> um, the Curiosity Rover uh, appears to be sitting somewhat near micro burps. On Mars, um, they have, that sounds tasty. <laughs> they have found uh, <laughs> they have found methane. Uh, they've detected it more than once, and they think that it's coming from you know like microbes living beneath the surface somewhere near there burping. But they know 
<laughs> I, I'd say burping because they said burping, but you know, existing. It, it's would... probably more likely bacteria farting. Right. Yeah. Um, they've identified six locations on the planet, including one just a few dozen miles west, uh, west southwest from Curiosity. Um, ideally, the rover is, is going to investigate the emer the emissions and determine their nature, or try to. Um, it has detected methane spurt six times, and they know that that means that more than likely there has been uh, at least microbial life somewhat recently on Mars because uh, without an atmosphere to protect it, the sun disintegrates methane on Mars in about 300 years. So... Yeah. From a historical standpoint, especially for a planet that's basically a dead rock, that's kind of a huge discovery. Um, Europe's trace gas or orbiters failed to spot meth methane at atmospheric levels. So they know that it's not, you know, like somehow a pocket of methane from higher in the atmosphere. Um, right. So, I mean, it's either on the ground or in the ground is pretty much the um, consensus. Does that rover have the capacity to take its soil sample too, not just yes. testing the gases? Yes. Okay. Actually, Curiosity um, can do kind of a lot of shit, really. Yeah. I'm going to have to look into it. I haven't read up much on it in a while, so I didn't know what all they had put into use there. But, yeah, that's the thing. They need to start looking in the surrounding soil and see if there's, you know, evidence of even if there's still living bacteria there, let alone if there's any remnants from prior bacterial colonies. Right. That's nuts, though. That goes to show you right there that um, life can survive in various conditions, you know. And again, we're not alone. Right. Um, so I guess the final segment of the night is going to be COVID. We haven't done one of them in a while. Hey, but... Uh... Yeah, the stuff we were discussing earlier, it's just too fucking prophetic thinking back on the shit that Dean had to say a few months ago about where the new strains were going to be. Yeah, there was almost 420,000 new cases of COVID around the world today. 26,000 in the United States. God damn. Yeah. Um... All right, I'm going to screen share for a second here. So this is the 1.3 acres site that Dean used to use all the time, right? And obviously blue mm -hmm. is good, right? Meaning spreading less. White means staying the same. I have no fucking clue what black means. I've never seen that before. Um, but pink and red means that... COVID Maybe no numbers available for it. 
I'm guessing they don't have numbers available for the states that are blacked out. Uh, so there's nothing on that scale. Oh, it's over a hundred percent. Oh. Yeah. Oh. Uh, over a hundred percent growth compared to last week. But anyway, the point is, is this whole damn map minus four states are a various shade of pink or red. That means that COVID is spreading everywhere, uh, largely fueled by the Delta variant. We knew it was in the states back when Dean was talking about uh, how it was ravaging India. Um, the Delta variant is the, the first wave really in Cuba um, and they're still social distancing. They're still wearing masks. They're still uh, quarantining tourists when they come. I, I mean, right. they're doing a lot more for COVID than we are, and they're having trouble right now. Um, I do, I don't know why. I, there we go. Okay. So check out this 11% positive rate five days ago. That is a straight spike. Yeah. Um, new cases, I mean, as you can see, we're going back up, but I mean, we're still nothing compared to back in January, but that doesn't mean it's over. We're just seeing the third. Uh, let's, uh, I can't pull up global. Global charts, that'd be nice. Um, but I mean, uh, hospitalizations are going back up. That's not so much. Hopefully, um, as vaccination continues, which I don't like the scale of this because if you have more than 3.2 people vaccinated, it's as dark as it goes. They should go by a percentage. Um, but I mean, we are vaccinating, but we're nowhere near where we need to be. Um, hang on just a second. Cuba reported 6,279 new cases today, 62 deaths. Um, but I, I wanted to point out one of the reasons that I brought up the Cuba stats is look at their fatality rate compared to the world. And ours is worse than the global average, by the way. Wow. So they're obviously handling it much better. Right. I mean, they're definitely struggling right now, as you can see, like fucking all the way to the beginning of the pandemic last year. Zero, one, four, 49, 30, 11, nine, six, you know, until January. Then it's like, okay, 300. Well, that's not terrible. A thousand. Okay. Well, that's kind of shitty. Fucking the seven day average is over 6,000 right now. Um, 
there's something they've got to be doing different in how they are treating active cases to have their death rate be a third of the world average. Well, I mean, it's their, it's their healthcare system. And I mean, just imagine what their healthcare system would be capable of if they had modern equipment, if they had sterile equipment, fuck. I mean, like they re they wash and reuse rubber gloves. Like, imagine what they could do with, uh, with like, an American hospital. Um, yeah. I want to do look at... Whoa. Caps lock was on. Uh, so their, their vaccination has slowed a little bit. Uh, we, we said right off the bat when they started rolling it out on May 7th, we were going to keep an eye on it. Um, their percentage fully vaccinated is only at 18 and a half percent. I was hoping to see it just, you know, spike right up, but the syringe shortage, which was part of the reason that people were protesting there is making that very difficult. Um, But I mean, they've they've given out 8.15 million doses. They've got uh, over two million people fully vaccinated already. Um, that's pretty incredible for a third world island nation, right? But you know, their their healthcare system actually flows a lot better, you know, as far as their efficiency in getting shit done. The only reason that their vaccination rates down is that shortage in syringes. You know, like they've got the fucking vaccine itself. They just need the... Well, the funny thing about that, that, too, though, is that it even with the syringe shortage, they're vaccinating just as quickly as we are. Just we started months earlier. Right. Right. They've caught up in this stuff, you know. Imagine where they were if they had most of the syringes. Yeah, you know, right. That's just beyond fucking ridiculous that our embarking them just ordering some fucking syringes. Like, seriously? Seriously? Leave it to America to play that game. Um, global pandemic, but you know, let's keep this embargo going. Human rights violations create another crisis. So, uh, there's already a, a resurgence of. Um, you know, COVID mitigation policies coming back, uh, you know, borders shutting back down, mask mandates coming back. And this is literally all stuff that Dean warned about back in April or March. You know, he said that kind of going into summer, everybody was going to be like, oh, sweet, we're going to have a vaccinated summer, but not enough people were going to be vaccinated and it was going to spread like a wildfire. 
And I think that- And I here mean, we are. Especially on the global scale, we're seeing that. I mean, it hasn't gotten super terrible that we can tell in the United States yet, but we're also not properly testing like a lot of these other countries still are. I mean, basically here in Arizona, if you don't have symptoms and you're fucking vaccinated, you don't need to get tested, period. Like. There's a lot of things um, that we can do to handle I it. I think that regardless of that, if somebody's working in a vicinity where they are crossing paths with a lot of fucking people, like banks, grocery stores, uh, shit like that, you should be getting tested regularly simply because of the fact that you could be asymptomatic for the first couple of weeks and be contagious before it even starts showing you signs like the raised fever. It, dude, this is this is kind of like okay when it comes to pornography, the actors and actresses, etc. Regardless of showing symptoms or any other fucking shit, they get tested regularly. Why? Because it's a smart and responsible thing to do. So that way, if anybody tests positive for anything. You don't spread it around. Now, why is it we can apply that to the porn industry, but not society in general? Of like, if you are working with a lot of people, maybe you should get your fucking COVID test like once a week, you know, at work, something. So that way you at least know, okay, I'm, I'm not tracking this shit around. That's something that should be simply available for shit that, you know, you're coming into contact with the public regularly. Get, get fucking tested. Yeah. Like we're seeing, we're seeing this fucking third wave start creeping up, and people are still just wandering in the stores with no fucking masks on, fucking touching everything. Like. Yeah, I, mean, uh, I, I haven't been perfect. Microbiology should admit, be required. I'll admit I'm human. I was pretty excited to not have to wear a mask after I was fully vaccinated, after the CDC updated their guidelines. But in retrospect, I feel like those guidelines were lifted way too fucking early. Like, realistically, that shouldn't yeah, happen they until, really were. We were, until we were at least 50% vaccinated, if not, you know, at the 70% threshold for herd immunity which we're probably never going to meet in America. Right. Sadly. I mean, unless some people change their thinking, and I don't mean to be pessimistic about that. Encourage the people around you to get a vaccine. Don't, like, belittle them or call them stupid. Just, you know, try to explain it in good faith, and maybe they'll listen in good faith. And if they don't, well, I guess that's their own problem, but it affects all of us, so... No matter how hard the conversation is, please try to encourage the people around you to get fucking vaccinated. At least read the research on it, you know, because I've seen so many people just spouting falsehoods as reasons why they didn't want to get a vaccine. And it's like, okay, there's. I think we temporarily lost her, but I totally get what she's saying there. Um, 
a lot of people regurgitate the same things that Trump was saying or that QAnon was saying, and they don't even look into where the information comes from. Not all vaccines are created equal. Read the research. You know, every bit of what the warnings are and the side effects. There's certain ones that'll be safer for you than others. If it's, you know, an issue of having a history of cardiac disease. Um, or anything wrong with your blood vessels, things like that, where you are at a higher risk for throwing blood clots. Okay, don't get the Johnson & Johnson one. Read the research. Educate. You know? Fucking. There is a safe option for pretty much anybody out there because there's so many vaccines on the fucking table to choose from. I uh, just realized that my phone hasn't updated comments in a while. No? Are the comments blowing the fuck up? <laughs> yeah. Uh, Ron taking it Sorry, back to guys. Mars. That's, that's where I'll pick it up. Uh, Ron has uh, said, Curiosity okay. is taking samples for later retrieval by subsequent Mars missions. Jason said, Is Rob doing butt stuff again? <laughs> James said... <laughs> <laughs> James said Dean Adamas. Yeah, Dean Adamas. He's going to like that one. Uh, Jason Maybe said not Eva for this reason, for but he'll, he'll get a kick out of the name. Um, and what we are seeing is the idiots who are dying are unvaccinated, taking the trash out, natural selection in real time. I mean, pretty much, yes. Yeah. But that being said, I doesn't necessarily have to be the case. Uh, yeah, Ron said the, the assholes thing. at Fox like, News who have to be vaccinated to work there have got to quit telling people they don't need to get the vaccine. I totally agree with that. Right. Uh, Natalie said, hi all. Sorry, having trouble making the group lately. Been having a lot of family health problems hitting the roof again. Well, I hope that it gets better. That sucks. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Jason said Cuba is far more advanced than I'm realizing. They are heavily supported by Russia, China, Vietnam, and Iran. I mean, I'm not saying... Okay, so, like, I'm not saying that they are... How our media portrays them as a third world country. That's why I almost always say it with air quotes. But, I mean, that being said, pretending that they have the same level of equipment as, you know, like, doctors in Beverly Hills here would also be kind of jaded. You know, hell, even doctors at Hurley and Flint probably have better and more updated equipment, you know, but uh, there's a matter of funding, too. You know, it's easy to update right. your equipment constantly when you get fed grants every year that you have to spend on something. Yeah, for sure. Uh, so Jason said that we were warned in the 1800s, right, by the guy in my background. Yep. 
So yeah, I just covered up my camera so you can get a good look at him. That's the guy. He warned us. He wrote a few books about it. Anyway. <laughs> yeah. Speaking of the backgrounds, Natalie likes our backgrounds. Oh yeah, thank you. From where I'm sitting, it looks like the Pepsi dude is throwing the flowers to Mercs. Right. Austin. Austin is here. I don't know he about says hello. Austin. What's up, bro? Jason, Why aren't said, you on Jason said, I want the vaccine that comes with bacon and cheese fries. God damn it. <laughs> so healthy. Oh, God. This is how Americans practice health care. God damn it. Ah. Oh. So disappointing. They're like, here, just in case you weren't going to throw a blood clot, let's fucking fuck with your arteries some. Have a cheeseburger and french fries. Yeah, right. What? <laughs> God damn it. That's right. sad when people are motivated by that to get their shot. Yeah, right. Um, I don't know. I don't think I have anything else. I think Me that's neither. the end of my somewhat incoherent ramblings for today. <laughs> I wouldn't say incoherent. Just sometimes we bounce back like, oh, wait, and yeah, remember right. 30 minutes ago, <laughs> hey, man, potheads with ADHD, it happens. Oh, so, Shiny uh, stuff squirrel. Yeah, right. <laughs> so, um, again, tomorrow... Uh, we will be doing our first Revolutionary Left Book Club piece on the Communist Manifesto. Um, we, of course, will provide the link to the download uh, from Marxist.org. Um, or, you know, if you have a paper copy like I do, then you can just follow along with that. Um, as usual, that will be it. Well, five o'clock for me, but uh, eight o'clock Eastern Daylight Time. Austin entered the waiting room. Hey, hey. What up, though? <laughs> yeah, Austin the Radical okay, Patton coming on board. Hell yeah. Hi. Hell yeah. Glad to see that. Beautiful smile. How you doing? <laughs> I'm doing good. How are you all doing? Not Hanging too in bad, there. man. Not too bad. I'm Emily said, hi, Austin. Nice to see you. Hi, Natalie. I have been just chilling. I haven't been doing much. That's fair. Trying to do a little self-care. I've been on TikTok a lot, actually, too. <laughs> yeah, I saw. I posted uh, the day after all this Cuba stuff started. I posted a couple of things on uh, TikTok, and that's when I found out that you've been active on TikTok. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I still can't find my other phone. I don't know where the hell it is. It, like, it really eludes me. I, I have no idea. So... But that's the one with, uh, I can't access any uh, accounts, so fuck, you know, I'm fucked. Oh, well. Right. 
You built it once, you can build it again. If you build it, they will come. <laughs> oh. I don't know. I've just been Bad. trying to work on uh, family life, too, you know? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Side effect having a history of curry. James said, uh, good to see a special appearance of the Austin. <laughs> Thank you, sir. Yeah, man, honestly, it is really good to see you. I've been wondering how you've been doing, but like, I don't know, man, you're not on Facebook much anymore. No. I sent you that TikTok uh, thing. Did you watch it? Yeah. Yeah. I did. I was like, fuck yeah. <laughs> one about the pasture? What's that? So. The one about the pasture? The preacher or whatever? I think so. Yeah. I don't know. He had a shirt on and it said, uh, it said something like Christianity is anti-fascist. So I thought you guys would like that or something. <laughs> Yeah, See, no. I mean, I, I like it when, you know, anybody is against fascism. <laughs> right. And if people were legit following Jesus's teachings, like beat the shit out of some people profiteering at the temple, they'd be definitely, you know, anti-fascist. <laughs> I mean, yeah, really. Let's I just look I at his actions. When, when he comes back, I, I heard he's going to visit Joel Osteen first, though. With the handmade whip. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, listen, motherfucker. Pay a visit to Benny Hinn. Fucking all of them. I, d I know you guys Ruffle were dollar. Huh? I said, I know but you guys were wrapping it up. But... You hear her? Yeah. <laughs> oh, I was muted. My bad. I was saying, uh, I, I know that we were wrapping it up, but I don't mind dragging it on a few more minutes to catch up with you, man. It's been a while. Right. So I tried my damnedest not to go to the political side of TikTok. You know? Well, that didn't fucking happen whatsoever. So, because, you know, I can't keep my mouth shut. So I tried them. Well, I mean, hey man, it's part of what feeds you're the your radical soul. for a reason, right? I mean, <laughs> well, right. I'm gonna rob you like this, and I mean, you'll both like this, really. I, I'm gonna buy a guitar soon. So. Hell yeah! Hell yeah! Thirty-seven, and I'm gonna try to learn how to play the guitar. Let's see how this goes. Do it, man. <laughs> Fuck yeah. I got there's a what is that? There's a Stratocaster I'm looking at and uh Paul something. Les Paul? Oh Les Paul. Yeah, Les Paul. I'm sorry. I I'm so ignorant when it comes to uh music oh, like you're instruments good, and stuff. So both but. of those are good brands. Excellent brands, honestly. I don't know which one to get though. So I'm on the fence. I mean honestly, 
like that's gonna totally be a personal preference thing to you there are people that will swear up and down the fenders are better and you're they're probably right if they're playing like blues or certain kinds of jazz and then you know there's people that'll say that gibsons are better and i mean that's certainly true if you're playing you know anything harder like more rock and stuff right but i mean really it depends on your own personal preferences I don't know. I mean, I'd rather play rock than blues because that's what I'm into more, but I like both of them. Well, right. I'm. Well, that's what I'm getting at is like how, how it feels to you is really what matters rather than, you know, like what people, what other people prefer. Yeah. Right. Is there a music shop nearby where you could go, you know, check some out, get a feel for? Not in Greenville. We don't have one. No, Damn not it. where I live. No, uh, I was just gonna buy them offline. Right on. Fair enough. I don't know. Probably the TV. Uh, I don't know. There's this. I I I don't know. There there's this guy, and this is how I got back on to politics on TikTok. He was on a, like a bulldozer and he was, there was a homeless encampment. And he, he said, well, I was gonna ask, I asked them to move and they uh, refused. So now I gotta, and he basically was like, I gotta tear down all their, their shit. So I was like, you know, what the fuck dude, why would you do that? I mean, I would rather quit my job then tear somebody's house down, you know, and especially, you know, homeless when they're in that kind of situation. Oh, man, I got some heat for that, though. Shit. So, but, uh, I saw that video, I wanna, too, I and I, I think you were on point. Real, I want to catch up on the comments real quick. All right. And uh, Jason said, Christianity is absolutely fascist, and I totally agree with that, but we were talking about being Christ-like, not being Christian. Yeah. Right. The difference there. Yeah. Because um, he actually came across somebody who was a pastor who's anti-fascist. So that that's why that one came right. up. Because right, if, exactly. if you actually were following Jesus's teachings, you would definitely be anti-fascist. Sadly, most Christians in this country anyway, I can't speak for anywhere else, but the ones I've crossed paths with here are not Christ-like at all, and they're very fucking fascist. So, I mean. Uh, Natalie said, is anybody going to do the March for Medicare for All? Um, actually, I'm glad you brought that up, Natalie, because, uh, well, I mean, I almost forgot to bring it up, and it's this week. <laughs> uh, right. Fourth, there is 52 cities currently on the list, uh, including Phoenix, Arizona. Yes, I will be uh, going to the Medicare, the March for Medicare for All. Um, she said, if I can make it to a march, it might just get something at least started. And, and right, that's the that's the whole point of the march. Um, and the, the initial plan was to just have a march in Washington, and that quickly spread to 
solidarity marches in, you know, at least half of America's major cities. Uh, Trisha, the closest one to you, I believe, is Detroit. Um, and Austin, I, I don't I don't know where the closest one to you is. There's not one in Pennsylvania? I mean, there probably is, but I don't know where in Pennsylvania you are. Would it be closer to go to Ohio? <laughs> yeah, it actually probably would be. I mean, uh, Pittsburgh's about 100 and something miles away. Ohio's only like five miles away from me. Yeah. Right. Uh, okay, so the March for Medicare All website, which, by the way, if you haven't checked it out, is M4M4ALL. That's the number four. M4M4ALL.org. Um, right when you go to the website, there's a petition you can sign. Um, so basically, they want to, uh, they're, they're, urging Congress to pass an improved and expanded Medicare for all immediately, which would be a single uh, single payer healthcare system free at the point of service to all Americans, regardless of sex, age, creed, race, religion, gender identity, citizenship, disability, geographic location, income and employment status, which includes but is not limited to zero copay, zero deductible, zero in or out of network restrictions, full dental covered, full vision covered, full funeral expenses covered, full chronic conditions covered, full senior centers, nursing homes and long care covered, full home health care covered, elective surgery, such as abortions covered, uh, full audiology, full bariatric surgery covered, full post-surgical care covered, so on and so forth. I'm not going to read the whole damn thing. Um, and two, to recognize healthcare as a human right. And three, uh, to priorities uh, prioritize healthcare first in the federal budget, which includes, but is not limited to, eliminate medical debt immediately, uh, fund the single payer healthcare system, fund wellness centers, nutrition centers, and preventative care, uh, care improve communities with the least amount of hospitals and clinics, uh, employ more th more healthcare professionals nationwide, and enroll future doctors and nurses in schools nationwide. If these demands are not met on or before Friday, August sixth, we, the Medicare for All movement, will file a human rights violation complaint with the United Nations. I like that. Fuck yeah! Fuck yeah! Um, <laughs> anyway, so that's what you, needs to happen. Exactly. So I encourage everybody to go sign that petition, even though we know petitioning doesn't do anything, but at least we can say, hey, we tried literally petitioning you for a redress of grievances. You haven't done anything. It's time for a general strike. That That is the point. Right. Um, so the cities, Albuquerque, Atlanta, Austin, uh, Bermidji, Minnesota, Bend, Oregon, Bingham, Binghamton, New York, Birmingham, Alabama, Boston, Massachusetts, Bridgeport, Connecticut, Chicago, Columbus, Corvallis, Denver, Des Moines, Detroit, Elgin, Fayetteville, Greensboro, Honolulu, Huntsville, Irvine, California, Kansas City, Las Vegas, Little Rock, LA, Louisville, Madison, Manchester, Medford, Milwaukee, Montgomery, Nashville, New York, Newark, uh, Olympia, Omaha, Orlando, Philadelphia, Phoenix, Pittsburgh, Portland, Reno, Rochester, New York, 
Salida, Colorado, Salt Lake City, San Diego, San Francisco, Seattle, Silva, North Carolina, Tallahassee, Tampa, and of course, uh, Washington, D.C. Comprehensive. Yeah. Um, there is a spot to sign up for uh, carpooling to, an, uh, to the event. Um, and of course, there's more details for each individual location. So Austin, the two closest to you would either be Columbus, Ohio, or Philadelphia. Yeah, Pittsburgh. Probably. Oh, was it? Oh, there is Pittsburgh. Sorry. Yeah. I said it, but I didn't realize you did it. Say it. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, when is it? Uh, Saturday. Saturday. Interesting. Uh, do they have a time time frame? I know that ours here is only two hours long. I don't know if that's for everywhere, but here we're doing it 10 a.m. to 12 p.m. Well, because... Oh, uh, yep. Same uh, thing in Pittsburgh, 10 a.m. to 12 p.m. It'll just be right. an Eastern Ashley's, time instead of Mountain Standard. Ashley's off work on Saturday, so... I mean, we might just be able Until to make... Until we go out there. You know... Talk to her about it, but oh yeah. Um, but yeah. Anyway, as I as I said, there's 52 cities, and I I think it's an important event. Uh, anyway, back to the comments. Ron said, "If your fingers work, you should be able to play guitar." Django Reinhardt had a couple of fingers fingers missing, and he could really play guitar. Same thing for uh, Tony Iommi from Black Sabbath. He had. Two missing fingertips. I uh, I appreciate the vote of confidence. <laughs> um, Natalie said, "If if we can at least get the major demands met, it will be mon monumental for the USA." And I totally agree. Um, I'm probably about a hundred years overdue. Yeah. If we can get these demands met, then that means that people know that we can get more demands met. Right. So. Um, uh, anyway, though, I guess we could probably start. Uh, let me throw on. something in real quick. Yeah, go ahead. All right. So on TikTok, we're talking about uh, taking back the holidays. We got four holidays coming up, which three are major. And they're talking about don't buy anything from, uh, uh, you know, big stores or anything. Try to make your own costumes or buy gifts from locally owned stores and such like that. Uh, they're trying to make it so the income that they make off these holidays goes dr down dramatically. So... Right. Oh, yeah. That's all. Um, all right. Well, I guess we can start the rundown here. Um, there we go. So before I start getting into the, uh, 
Actually, one more comment. Natalie asked, what is Austin's TikTok? It, my, which one? No, I'm just, they're, <laughs> the one I'm on right now is called Peaceful Redbeard. Peaceful Redbeard. Yeah. All right. Um, so, I still have Austin for Congress, but. Hell yeah. So, uh, this week coming up tomorrow, we have our first uh, piece of our mini series on the Communist Manifesto as part of our Revolutionary Left Book Club. Um, that'll be at the same time as all of our streams, 8 o'clock Eastern. Um, we'll provide a link to uh, an ebook if you don't have a paper copy, which obviously Austin does. So do I. Yay! I was ready. Hell yeah. <laughs> um, that'll be tomorrow at 8 o'clock. And then Wednesday, if we get a piece recorded and edited in time, we'll have an, another historical piece. If we don't, then we'll take Wednesday off. <laughs> we'll figure right. it out when we get there. <laughs> um, and then Thursday, we have our Black Panther Party piece, uh, which is also a Revolutionary Left Book Club series. Uh, we'll be doing part 10 of uh, Bobby Seale's book, Seize the Time, the story of the Black Panther Party. And then, of course, next Monday, of course, uh, you know, also at 8 o'clock Eastern time, we'll have another current event stream. I've been secretly re I've been secretly reading Mao to people on TikTok. <laughs> I love it. Hell yes. Excellent. Hell yeah. They like it. <laughs> they don't have to know what it's they like it though. So that's what's up. I dig it. That's a brilliant um, idea. Anyway, if I you have, have any people without them knowing. Oh, you're good. My bad. Uh so if you like what we're doing, or if you don't like what we're doing, shit. Uh, if you have any feedback for us, our email address <laughs> is for we are many podcast at gmail.com. Um, we're on Facebook. We have our page, the for we are many page. That's probably what you're watching this video on right now. Uh, we have the education and discussion group and the mutual aid organizing group, both of which are linked to the page. So if you go to our page, you should be able to find them there. If not, you can search for them. Um, we're on Twitter at for we are many too. Uh, Instagram and TikTok are both at For We Are Many Podcast. YouTube is For We Are Many Podcast. And of course, our website is www.forwearemany.org. Um, and if you want to support us materially, we do have a Patreon. We, ha uh, we have tiers ranging from $1 to $10 a month for the average individuals and then of course we have a tier specifically for elon musk and a tier specifically for jeff bezos um those exist for trolling purposes yes exactly <laughs> just to clarify <laughs> <laughs> and even if jeff bezos right. did donate us a ridiculously large sum of money that doesn't mean that we would stop talking shit about jeff bezos <laughs> Right. If anything, we would probably amp it up a little bit. 
Yeah, we'd probably like, you know, boost, (laughs) we'd probably like boost social media posts trolling Jeff Bezos. Oh, that would be awesome. Calling for Amazon employees to unionize and seize the memes. Yes. Emily tagged Elon (laughs) Musk and and Jeff Bezos in the comments. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Oh, fuck yeah. I think I need to start with a a Marx for Dummies book. Um, There's a few of them out there. There actually is a really good... um, Like, it's it's basically a rewrite of the Communist Manifesto, but it was uh, intended to be more accessible, so you didn't have to have a dictionary sit next to you when you fucking read it, which we might tomorrow, just to break it down to that level. Um, Right. Yeah. Marx is very in-depth and detailed, and we're talking about language from almost 200 years ago. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Um, but yeah, we're going to do our best to keep that entertaining and not completely dry. Um, but I mean, sometimes information just is dry. That, that's, what, that's all it comes down to. Um, Did you say tomorrow? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Want to get down on that with us? Yeah, well, she's off tomorrow, so hell yeah, I'm down. Hell Fucking yeah. Fucking A. Sweet. I mean, I got this book, so I might as well read along with us. Yeah, right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Words of Mark in your voice. (laughs) Yeah. Watch, I won't even be able to read it because all those big ass words, I'll, I'll be stumbling all over myself. So. Hey, I mean, that's part of the uh, the idea of the dictionary, though. It'll teach you how to sound uh-huh. it out and what it means. Right? <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, I, I I didn't think that that was going to be necessary with this, but I, I mean, really to kind of get rid of that, that language barrier, I think is going to be important. So, yeah, um, it's like, I mean, the only, or the only book I can think of that's old like that that I've read would probably be uh, like the Bible or something, how they use uh, older words, you know? Right, yes, I right. have read the Bible. <laughs> so. Right. It, it wasn't that Same. great of a read. It wasn't right. that great of a read. <laughs> I, I don't believe it because I've read it. Yeah, right. Cover to cover. When, wait a right. fucking minute. <laughs> a lot of it repeats itself. It's like, you know, I don't know. You're not wrong. I mean, especially the New Testament, because it's telling the same story from fucking like five different perspectives. Yeah, from all the apostles and everything. Then you also got to take into account the like 420, 430, something like that odd places where it contradicts itself. Yeah, it's true too. <laughs> yeah, that gets messy. It gets messy. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, anyway. though, I think this is we won't be reading longest, that. Uh... <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that will not be part of the Rev Left Book Club. Stream. Well, yeah, right. This is probably the longest current event stream we've had in like over a month. Yeah. Yeah. I'm Sometimes sorry. It... 
Oh, you're good. That dude. was cool. <laughs> cool. Hey, and we're still at like 45 minutes less than our first few. <laughs> Dude, those went on forever. But three, three and a half cool. hours. Uh huh. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. Every yeah. time. Every time. Yeah, and I, I think that's part of why it's just me and Trisha now. Everybody else was like, "Man, that's so long." <laughs> it's exhausting, <laughs> and we we're like, "We know we're trying to shorten shit up." <laughs> It took narrowing it down to like uh, just picking a handful of key things that are Im especially important that we want to touch on and not trying to cover every facet of what's going on in the news right now. Cause yeah. We... Well, cause there's so much going on. Mm -hmm. Yeah. All the time. Yeah. Right. It, it's hard to even be able to touch base on all of those things for the whole week, let alone discuss them. We would rather have, you know, less material to cover and be able to actually have some discussion about it that's in-depth and has some meaningful, you know, resonance there than feel rushed through 50 stories, you know, and still yeah. be taking almost four hours. <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, for sure. So many people, yeah. you know, friends were being like, damn, like, dude, love the content, but you guys are talking for fucking ever. <laughs> I know. <laughs> yeah, and then the initial attempt to shorten it was to do two of them, and then we ended up with two four-hour streams. That's part of the reason that we try to keep the uh, Revolutionary Left Book Club um, pieces. Under two hours. We, yeah, right. I mean, usually we hit 90 minutes and then we start trying to wrap it up. Yeah. So. I know that's, I, I was going to say maybe I shouldn't come tomorrow because I'll be. Uh... <laughs> oh, you're fine, man. <laughs> right, right. We, we don't go full balls to the wall for <laughs> the for the book pieces. Just maybe one ball to the wall. I don't know how that would work. All right. Well, uh, I want to thank everybody for uh, joining us. Um, especially you, Austin. I feel like it's been forever. <laughs> you always say that. Right? It's only been maybe a month. That's still forever. Right. <laughs> No, you're right. I guess this time it hasn't been as long as it was last time. No. But, uh, I, I'm coming around slowly. <laughs> good. I'm, I'm glad to hear that. And honestly, I'm just like glad to hear you say that. Like, <laughs> fuck. <laughs> um, yeah. Anyway, like I was saying, I want to uh, thank everybody that tuned in tonight. Um I want to thank everybody for the engagement in the comments, too. I'm sorry uh, my phone fucked up for part of it, and I missed comments for like a half hour. But, um, yeah, thank, thank, uh, thank you, everybody, for getting involved in the comments. And uh, if you like what we do, you know, support us. You can share us. Commenting helps even, honestly. It all comes down to feeding the algorithm. And I'd rather feed it comments than dollars. Right? It's more productive that way, too. Tends to garner more attention from the right people, not the trolls. 
which is right. what we get with our dollars. Right. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, uh, we will see you guys again tomorrow and uh, possibly the next day and certainly the day after that. All right. We will only be live for Thursday, though. <laughs> yeah, yeah. As far tomorrow. as we know. So, Austin, if you want to be in on tomorrow's, um, I can send you a message and let you know when we're going to do it because we're going to pre record it. Okay. Yeah. I'll fill you in on that in just a second when we're not live anymore. All right. Um, yeah. Anyway, thank you, everybody. We love you. Indeed. Solidarity. Thank you for joining us. Absolutely. Peace and solidarity.